and welcome to this podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about global patterns of energy and the struggle to become energy secure. We've seen in the last 100 years and in particular the last half of the century dramatic increases in global energy production and consumption. Stock resources have dominated this but overall global production is shifting from coal and oil dominance towards natural gas and since the 1950s nuclear power. Large reserves of stock resources are often located in politically unstable parts of the world. So resource rich regions such as the Middle East are at the forefront of complex international relationships. And what we're going to be having a look at today is how those countries work together and sometimes how energy security and insecurity can have an impact on global relationships. Okay, so as a global society, we're still largely dependent on fossil fuels and they make up around about 85% of world energy consumption. This proportion is unlikely to change significantly in the near future. Nevertheless, the energy mix of individual countries does vary enormously with flow energy resources of greater significance in some regions, for example in Scandinavia. And there remains a stark contrast in the global patterns of consumption with more economically developed countries, particularly in North America, consuming far higher amounts than less economically developed countries. The unequal distribution of energy resources means there's global trade in energy. So whilst resources like flow resources, so for example, renewable energies like wind cannot be physically moved, stock resources can be transported around the world. However, this is least economical for bulky coal, for example, where friction of distance is an important factor. So overall, while energy prices can be volatile, it's increasingly costly to purchase and then to transport stock energy resources like coal worldwide. And this has led many countries to develop alternative technologies and alternative domestic sources of energy and they and review their energy mix. Also, the impact of climate change and new regulations has had an impact on the choices that countries make in terms of alternative energy production going forward. For every successful international power throughout modern history, success and that success of of these countries is based on energy resources. So, for example, coal, steam and the subsequent industrial revolution fueled the British Empire. And in the last 100 years, oil has helped establish the USA as a world superpower. So as our oil reserves start to diminish, the discovery and exploitation of vast shale oil and gas reserves, so fracking, are likely to help maintain the USA's position as the world's leading political power. The USA has become a shale gas exporter. It exported its first shipment to Scotland in September 2016. And already, as a result, oil imports have been cut by around 50% in 2016 compared to 2007. This move to alternative energies has also happened in the UK in the so-called dash for gas in the last 50 years. And we're also increasing our use of nuclear power and renewables such as wind energy and hydroelectric power.
So as our energy mix in the UK continues to change, and as the global demand for energy is set to rise by about 37% by 2040, there are major concerns surrounding the availability of energy resources coming from the Middle East, especially Iraq and also Ukraine. There is becoming an increasing reliance on the Middle East for oil production growth, especially from Asian and South American countries that are set to import two out of three barrels of crude oil by 2040. This demand in energy resources com coming from newly emerging economies in Asia, Africa and Latin America is putting pressure on energy resources that are already starting to dwindle in the Middle East. As a result of this, there is a greater need for a shift to alternative and renewable energies. So are renewables the alternative answer? Okay, the problem with that is renewable energy, although it's clean and green and better for the environment, fossil fuels will still dominate and nuclear power, as controversial as it is and expensive as it is, is also another viable option to exploit energy in the future. Another option is to exploit environmentally sensitive areas and OSHA areas in the South Atlantic and the Arctic Ocean and in Alaska. And that brings us to the case study today. We're going to be having um, a look at the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline. Alaska then has a diverse natural resource base, including things like fisheries, gold and other minerals. It also demonstrates remarkable glaciated and periglaciated landscapes. It's ecologically diverse and it has many protected environments such as reserves and wildlife refuges. Its extreme climatic variability is complicated further by significant warming in recent years, resulting in melting of glaciers. Uh, the thawing of permafrost and other associated environmental impacts. Alaska's socio-economic geography is much more straightforward. It's dominated by exploitation of its vast oil reserves. And in 1977, the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline was completed. It took two years to construct and it links the Prudhoe Bay oil fields in the north of Alaska to the ice-free deep port of Valdez down in the south in the Gulf of Alaska. This pipeline has generated wealth that funds up to 90% of the state's operating budget and now accounts for one third of all the jobs. Alaska is classified as a single product economy. However, in recent years, oil production has been on a slow decline since production from the Prudhoe Bay region peaked in 1988 at about 2 million barrels a day. Volumes running through the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline are now down by 75% from peak flows. Oil security and human welfare are inextricably linked in Alaska, so it could be argued that Alaska has to keep the oil flowing, whether through more onshore development or by increasing offshore drilling. This will push the technology beyond anything yet known, given the extreme cold, ice and darkness of Arctic waters in the winter.
However, the coastal plain of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge was test drilled in 1980 and proved to have reserves estimated at over 10 million barrels. This provoked emotive arguments as to whether or not oil exploitation should actually be allowed there in this refuge area. It's an environmentally sensitive area. Environmentalists argued fiercely that the fragile soils in the tundra and the vegetation would never recover from oil exploitation with all the implications for biodiversity, whilst the economists highlight socio-economic arguments including further energy security, the creation and securing of jobs, the lowering of oil prices for consumers, and also an increase in state and local tax revenues. In 2015, the $7 billion dollar plan was abandoned though. Although environmentalists have been concerned about the impact of exploitation in these pristine Arctic waters, the decision was largely driven by economics, with the price of oil having plummeted to $50 per barrel. Going forward then, rather than focusing on generating more electricity and exploiting more energy resources, the focus needs now to shift to energy conservation and adopting new techniques to reduce consumption and therefore demand. Sustainable energy provides energy today without preventing future generations from meeting their energy needs. It's important because demand for energy is increasing. We know that as the world's population is increasing, but non-renewable energy resources um, such as coal, oil and gas are running out. So we've talked about exploiting alternative methods. So how can we do that? So energy can be conserved in lots of different ways. So first of all, by sustainable design in our homes, workplaces and different transport methods. Um, increasing efficiency of energy so doing the same job but using less fuel um, so for example introducing hybrid cars hybrid trains um, regenerative braking new engine functions and manufacturers um, alternative power stations and finally to reduce our demand of energy in the home we can do simple things like turning off our lights when they're not needed only boiling the kettle when you need it having more energy efficient appliances in your home and finally using public transport so finally some exam tips what do you need to know for this exam well first of all this is on your human geography paper 2 section c and you are going to be answering the question on energy um, you need to know about energy security and how supply and demand is changing and how energy resources are unevenly distributed you need to know about the factors affecting energy supply so physical factors human factors political and technological factors you need to understand the impacts of energy insecurity both the positive and negative impacts and you also need to understand alternative methods of producing energy. So our move towards renewables like biomass, wind, solar, hydroelectric power and so on. Um, and finally, you need to know about 
how we can conserve energy, so through sustainable design, increasing efficiency and reducing the demand for energy in our homes. So I hope you found this useful um, and you can also make reference to the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline and any other named examples I've talked about in today's um, podcast on a six mark questions, um, example of a six mark question you might be asked. Um, uh, for example, you might be asked to explain how um, an LIC or an NEE that you have studied um, has introduced a renewable energy supply and how that supply is improving energy security. So you could talk about the Trans-Alaskan Pipeline for that, but all those things have changed recently with that one. And another six mark question you may be asked could be to discuss the pros and cons of a particular type of energy resource. So it could be hydroelectric power, it could be wind energy, or it could be a fossil fuel you have studied. If that is the case, make sure you talk about fracking, so the pros and cons of fracking, because shale gas is a fossil fuel. Okay, so that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful, and don't forget to... Join us again for the next one.